welcome to La Cella Lightworkers podcast, where we discuss holistic healing and energies, as well as alternative therapies, meditations, the great awakening, and peace education. Enjoy practical tips for your ascension, and let's get ready for new earth together. Welcome to this week's episode of La Cella Lightworkers podcast. Uh, this week I am speaking to a very special friend of mine and a very amazing lady. She is a equine sports therapist, a Pilates teacher, a specialist rider, and she does Pilates for riders as well. Her name is Laura Carter, um, otherwise known as Horse Kind, but that may change. <laughs> but welcome to the pod, Laura. Thank you, Serena. Thank you for Thank coming you. on today. Thank you for having me. But the, I mean, the reason we've brought you on today, isn't it? We were having a conversation about um, jobs. So we're going to discuss mm-hmm. today a little bit about, because there seems to be at the moment a shift with people that are awakening and realising that they're stuck in their 3D yeah. jobs. They Absolutely. are stuck and we both have done so many jobs, which we'll cover today, <laughs> like the A to Z of jobs in the 3D world, in the corporate world. And we are both, I'd say, now in a really good position in 5D, in our energy, yeah. in our work, manifesting, feeling good, you know, creating. Mm-hmm. And so I think it'd be interesting to talk about the difference or how we can get, if you're stuck in a 3D job and you've awakened and you want to go forward in your life, and you don't know how, maybe this will inspire you if you want to know about certain jobs or careers and you think, oh, yeah. I wonder what that would be like. Maybe we can inspire you or put <laughs> you off. I don't know. Again, it's always just from our perspective and our experience. But yeah, the 3D, 5D perspective. Again, you know, I'm not talking about a, a literal split here. I'm talking about in your energy, what shifts so that you step into the ownership of manifesting your own reality. You are a conscious creator of your own reality and you can do whatever you want and the money it flows yes it helps um in the real world in the 3d world for now but the money comes when you do something that you love when you do something that you enjoy exactly that's where it starts exactly so that abundance mindset will flow and you if you trust enough yeah you will flow with it so should we start then a little bit about what you're doing now? Because And then we'll go back to actually where me and Laura met, because yeah. that's an interesting story as well. So tell us a little bit more about your equine sports therapy and what you do in your new 5D yeah. reality and your 5D work. So I've always had a passion for, for horses. I've always ridden horses since a really young age. Um, always had... A really deep connection with horses with animals in general and it wasn't until I'd had enough of being stuck in the same institution job day in day out stuck indoors looking outside the window and just sort of dreaming you know where do <laughs> you are a Pisces where else, they do daydream a lot to be where else do I want to be other than stuck in this just I just kept thinking of it as some kind of institution and I just yes. thought no this isn't me and um, and anyway, I bought my first horse when I was 24 and a, a skint university student. <laughs> and, uh, Wise move. 
And um, yeah, I know. At the time, I just thought it was a really good idea. And um, heartland didn't realize exactly. Didn't quite realize that it is actually like having a second mortgage, mm. um, especially as they age, which he is now. Aww. And um, shout out to Garrison, woohoo, <laughs> Mr. G. Yes. And yeah, so I um, obviously fell in love with my horse and uh, just wanted to spend time with horses, you know, as much as I could. So I thought, what can I do? What can I do working with horses? And then um, did a bit of Googling, researching and came across equine physio, realised that to do to do that properly, you have to go to university, do your human physio training. Mm. And then I found this amazing, the most amazing woman called Mary Bromley who was in her 80s at the time and still training. Um, she was the first woman to to create equine physio um, wow. and bring it to this country. And I was lucky enough to have been her last student by enrolling on her course in equine sports massage, wow. which was how many years ago now? About seven years ago now. And sadly, she, she died about two years ago. Mm. She was amazing. This woman was so in tune with her with her gut, with her intuition. Mm. And that's how she taught. She didn't teach you how to massage horses. She taught you how to trust your hands, mm. how to trust, feel, trust, touch. Wow. Obviously, I was uh, a trained masseuse for people before. Yeah. And um, and obviously, I had to have those qualifications before treating horses. Yeah. Because horses can't can't tell you how, how it feels. Whereas, mm. you know... If you get used to treating a human, they obviously can tell you exactly how how it feels, the pressure, Um, you know. So I had to kind of, it's kind of, it is an art form, massage, and you, um, you connect with your hands and you learn the art of your, your hands and and how they work, how they function. Mm. Um... So that's how she trained me, and I've been running my practice now as a freelance equine sports therapist for seven years in Kent, and um, I have some amazing loyal clients, um, and I I love what I do. I try not to pack my day in with loads and loads of horses because mm. I don't like that feeling of being on a conveyor belt, yeah. one horse after the other after yeah. the other. That's just not me. <laughs> um, and I like to take my time. Yeah. Everyone's different. Every yeah. horse is different. Oh. And they all have their own problems. I treat injuries. I treat old horses, you know, just for age, um, wear and tear. Um, and for performance, performance horses as well, just yeah. to make sure that they have that edge over the competitors. Um, and yeah, I get some really good results from them all. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, so I, I just run my practice in that way, working intuitively. And then all of a sudden I started thinking, okay, so one of the reasons why horses feel a certain, they 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 have that tension in their body, they get that get quite sore from the work they are asked to do by the rider. There's got to be other outside influences. And obviously then I started to think about the rider and how the rider influences the horse when God yeah. When they're when they're riding them. Mm. <clears throat> um, whether it's you know any through any discipline, um, you've got to have a rider that 
is in touch with their body and you know has some kind of awareness of the effect and impact that they have on on their horse's performance their horse's overall health and well-being mm. obviously you have saddle and bridle fit and all that sort of thing that affect the horse mm. but the rider um you know impacts the horse greatly if the rider's unbalanced um if they are completely hanging onto the horse's mouth you know you've got so many different issues and then i i thought right okay i came across this course online yeah. it was equi pilates wow which is pilates for horse riders <laughs> what equi pilates <laughs> and i was like oh, i've heard okay. it all now and I'm, i just thought okay i'm gonna enroll on this course yeah. as well now yeah and uh and i did and I trained as a um, level three Pilates teacher. So I had to become a, a normal Pilates teacher yeah, to start with. Then I moved into the equine biomechanics um, or rider biomechanics mm. side of it afterwards. Um, so I became an equi Pilates biomechanics trainer. Blimey. And um, started working with riders um, and treating the horses as well. So the horse can hurt the rider as much as the rider can hurt the horse. Yeah. And if you're, you can imagine, yeah. yeah. And if you've got the ability to, um, to help treat the rider and treat the horse, then you've kind of you're helping to create this beautiful harmony between mm. the two. Um, when they want to go off and when they want to compete, when they just want to enjoy um, that horse rider connection. Just a little journey together, even a little hack, isn't it? Exactly. You know, yeah. Just for it to be comfortable and and do you think obviously the connection between the rider and the horse is quite important? Is that something you share with your clients? Because I see a uh, lot of yeah. disconnect in the world where I've got friends who have got horses or they ride and they're like they turn up really quick, rush, 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 oh I've got to ride it quick, shove the tack uh, on, yeah. put the saddle on, off they mm-hmm. go, and they wonder why the horse is like really I was quite happy eating my hay and now you're doing this and then it bucks them off or it causes problems because yeah. there's a disconnect isn't there as well so you're quite I'd say quite a spiritual person you're very deep yeah, very connected very yeah. to the animals mm-hmm. so are you able to kind of pick up what they're going through and do you feed back to the rider in a, like a diplomatic way or <laughs> is there a way as to diplom- do that yeah. as diplomatic as I can yeah yeah uh, um, absolutely I see disconnect between the horse and rider partnership all the time. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I mean, we're all guilty uh, as horse owners of turning up after a stressful day, especially going back to when the days where I was, you know, doing other jobs, you would have a stressful day and then you would take that stress to your horse and they just take it don't they they're just pure yeah, love they do. like such yeah. sentient beings they just take it and then they also reflect back to you what's going yeah. on in your head yeah so if you've had you're angry it will get angry back at you and you'll be like yeah. oh you know they yeah. just they're such gentle creatures but they are so to be careful highly emotionally intelligent <laughs> yeah. as well yeah. and you know people don't give them credit for that yeah they connect with your breath within seconds. When you get on your horse, if you're not breathing properly, wow. in seconds, they know. 
Wow. They connect with you, with That's your breath, amazing. which is why I teach breath work when I work with the um, with the riders as well. Because if you're not breathing properly, you're creating unwanted tension within your diaphragm, which is connected to your psoas muscle, which become your hip flexors. We have this like connect all this connected tissue in the body. Um, ends up holding all this tension and and pulling the body inwards into like a fetal position if you're not breathing properly and your horse just picks up on this tension straight away um and then you end up the horse ends up being tense you're giving them a reason for being tense and afraid and not wanting to do that jump or not wanting to do something yeah absolutely wow and and it all comes back to the breath yeah that's incredible so if you're not if if you learn how to breathe more efficiently and Mm. become more consciously aware of your breath Mm. your horse will connect with that they will they will breathe and connect with your breath and they will have more of a beautiful flow to their movement. You'll find that if you're trying to do a dressage test or a show jumping course, that actually the the partnership becomes more connected mm-hmm. just because of breath, because the breath yeah. is connected. Um, That's amazing. So is that in yeah. the core of your teachings then? So obviously if someone you know was having trouble with their riding or their dressage or competitions and things and they want... They're kind of not figuring out what it is. And they also say, oh, it's the horse, take it to the vet, or, you know, it must mm-hmm. be something wrong. So you offer maybe an alternative view then. You offer like, look, try this instead. Zoom out, take a step back. Yeah. Look at the basics. Let's look at what your breathing is. Let's look at where your mindset's at. Are you connecting with them? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if I even go back to Jane Jackson's, are you giving the horse its basic needs before you jump on it? Like, has it had enough food? Has it had yeah. a good time? Has it had a runaround beforehand? And then you yeah. come in and say, right, rider, your responsibility then is to be mm-hmm. strong. Let's use that Pilates training. Let's strengthen that core. Let's get you breathing right. Yeah. And then you've got a fighting chance of having an incredible journey and experience with your little horse and your, your partner in crime, mm-hmm. haven't you, with that stuff. So that's lovely. Yeah. That's really, really beautiful. Yeah, um, I obviously teach the breath work um, via Zoom classes that I run for riders. Nice. And it's not the same as working face-to-face. Mm. I, I much prefer working with people on a fa- in a face-to-face yeah. scenario. Like we are right now. Like we are now. <laughs> She's in the pod. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love working with people. Um yeah, as I say, you know, face to face, it's so much more, so much more intimate. We need to go um, back to that, that yeah. face to face community. There's a disconnect when you're doing yeah. Zoom, and yeah. as as good as it is, as good as it has it's been, useful. it has its uses. It's not the same. No, it's not. But uh, I do, I do manage to get across to my clients working with them online um, through Pilates, nice. body awareness. Nice and. It, that's where it starts that's where it begins and that's where my clients find that their newfound connection begins with their horses because they're more aware of their own body mm. first um and they i i'm bringing out a free um mini workshop series soon <gasps> i've got some um Ooh. people signed up ready For those and waiting it's november 2021 <laughs> i will put all the details at the yep. bottom 
but that's coming soon. So a free mini workshop series. Yeah. That sounds incredible. Just just sending uh, your email addresses to me, you'll receive uh, the free mini workshop series. Wow. And it is just, it's an introduction to my um, six-week program that I'm bringing in next year. Um, where there will be live classes. Plus, I will also um, add into the program a couple of um, one-to-one consultations as well. This is exciting. Um, I yeah. like it. I mean, I don't ride our horses, but <laughs> I'm like, sign me up. Well, yeah. So if you guys are interested, you can email laura at the lyricalbody.com. I will pop the email below as well in the links. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. So let's just take it back a bit then. So this is your Rewind. amazing... <laughs> this is your incredible 5D um, world where you actually earn a living, you know, you mm-hmm. have... Uh, what we'd say comfortable life you are able to help horses you help riders you're giving so much and so is it fair to say you are in a 5d career in your life right now yeah yeah no definitely so but it wasn't always that way was it because we were both oh hell no kind of in the corporate (laughs) world and we've both been in these horrible horrible jobs that we felt we probably had to do because of the pressures of society but just don't they just don't serve you when you're a spiritual awakened soul here on a mission to yeah. give back and heal and help absolutely and, you know go on this journey so and it's boring <laughs> it's boring as yeah, hell it is. yeah to be told right you have to work eight hours i'm not i'm not me. going to be told what to do no either. most of us are rebels <laughs> most sovereign beings are don't tell me what to, that's why they push it out mm. so we let's go back right to the beginning then okay. because actually originally we both started out wanting to be actresses we did yes <laughs> darling so before we obviously knew about the corruption of pedo word and the you know horrific stuff wow that was like there. a massive like someone punched you in the face yeah when you kind of saw that and realized wow even pandora's box i mean if imagine we had actually got there and imagine we were in that world but i actually we, 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 did come across it myself yeah we've you know? dab- we've dabbled in it haven't we we'll get to yeah. we'll talk about our experiences on film and tv sets yeah, but yeah. and auditions and nasty people and the darkness yeah absolutely. but yeah. i'm really glad that we weren't at the point because i feel that we would have got to the point where we would have had someone say hey you want to, you want you to want sell your soul you need you to want do this life this. yeah yeah sign here kind absolutely. of thing and i'm like Ooh, life stopped us for a reason doing this, I think. Yeah. So we wanted to be actresses and we actually met at college. When we were sweet <laughs> 16. All of, our, all of us together. And I remember coming into the new group and I was, I'd come from like another You were the group new, new girl. I was the new girl and you just beelined for me. And I was like, wow, you're this tall, blonde, pretty thing. I was like, oh my God. And you came up to me and you were like, hi. And you were just so soft and welcoming and sweet. And I was Aww. like, wow. I was like, this is cool. And straight away we connected, didn't we? We did. We 100%. Straight we we were just friends immediately. <laughs> it was like we'd known each other forever. Well, we're soul sisters, clearly, from another yeah. soul system, lifetime, whatever. Yes. Yeah. it doesn't matter what we do in life. We always come apart, come back together as if we'd never been apart. Mm-hmm. Come away again, do our thing. You went off, get married, come back again. Yeah. Oh, hey, same thing. And we've done such similar 
paths in our careers. So started off wanting to be inspiring actresses. We both play violin. Yes, or yes. to be fair, I don't do this anymore, but I wanted to. <laughs> I was terrible. But you are amazing do, at violin. I do, yeah. We're both interested in horses. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> We're not going to do a rendition today, but no. maybe another time. But yeah, so we started off wanting to be actresses. And I think that's where it comes in. When you go to drama school, right, they kind of say to you, if you're quite young and naive and you're like, I just want to be an actress and you've not got, I don't know, the edge or you've not mm-hmm. got that real... They kind of say to you, go away, come back. Come back when this you're older, when you've got Conti, some life experience. Yeah, Natalia Conti said to me, go away, get some life experience and then come back yeah. when you've lived and you've done it. And what do you do to live? You go and get jobs, you go and work... But by that time, hate. they know. Yeah. They know full well that you're not going to come back. Because you'll be old and because, have a yeah. mortgage and maybe be married. You get into and, the rat race. Yeah. And that is exactly what happened. Yeah, worker bees to me and me yeah. and 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 you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I got. We became air hostesses. Yeah. After after college. Yeah. And I mean, I went on and did lots before, more acting before training. Before that, I was that. actually a zookeeper. <laughs> <laughs> really random, like literally yeah, the A to Z of jobs. Yeah. yeah. And I have no experience as a zookeeper. How does a qualified actress get a job in a zoo? I don't know. Maybe you play. Were well, you a lion tamer in one of the productions? <laughs> <laughs> It's not. It's not what you know. It's who you know. Yeah, okay. exactly. But yeah, I, I remember. Um, we were so. I mean, we did our drama school auditions. Did you do drama school auditions? Yeah, you yeah. did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we did. I got to the second round at the drama centre, <gasps> and I just remember the principal of the school looking at me and going, "Right," because he asked me to do my Lady Macbeth speech. Yeah, and um, he looked at me and he went, "How old are you?" And I was like. 17 <laughs> and he said how old do you think lady macbeth is oh for goodness sake and i was like about 40 something and he went and he winked at me and he was like you think about it wow and i just thought about it and nothing really came to me at the time yeah. <laughs> I, was 17, like, oh, okay. like, no. yeah. I realize now that yeah. yeah i just didn't have the life experience um and then, you know, I kind of went off and did a couple of different professional roles, one of them being with Serena at um, Waterfall Studios. Yes. In, we worked in media in London, in a, in a television studio. That was fun. Yeah. Um, that was an interesting time. Star in Bazaar our, TV, which 20s. was their babe station. Uh, I was a TV presenter for a babe station channel. And uh, that was probably the most... I would say interesting, fun, crazy, most exhausting, surreal, surreal jobs I've ever done. CD, very, very CD. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't take my clothes off. No. Because um, yeah, you had utter boundaries and respect. You were like, I'm not going to that. No thanks. No, I know. <laughs> Damn right. I um I was not going to stoop to that level. That's no. for sure. Even though I had the director in my ear all the time, like oh, do this, do that, take your take your top off, take your bra. No. Actually, no. No, me. It was just so interesting, and yeah. then I'd get asked to do fetish things as well. And it adds character, I think. I think it was character building. <laughs> Absolutely for me, most definitely. And uh, yeah, but it was exhausting, and I have to say, it affected my health mm. because. The shift work was 9 p.m. till 5 a.m. Yeah. And I would live on ProPlus and energy drinks. Yeah. I would go home during the day, sleep and have panic attacks. Yeah. Um, so that was my kind of introduction to welcome to the professional world of yeah. acting. 
Television. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No. Luckily for me, I was only ever behind the scenes <laughs> when I did media. We've done a lot of production stuff. But, I mean, in our 20s, when you were auditioning for roles, um, we both had agents, didn't we? And I got offered yeah. um, a TV thing once because I did my little sh- um, voiceover and I did my little acting yeah. show reel. And I got offered a show, like a travel show, presenting I job. Know. And I, I don't know why, amazing. I just said no. I don't know what, I can't even remember what happened. To be fair, a lot of my 20s are a bit of a... Bit of a blur. Bit of a brush it under the carpet. Because you did have opportunities that came up. I had so many opportunities. But maybe it was, now I see obviously it was not right for me. Yeah. And it was just not, I was not feeling it. I don't know, maybe I didn't feel ready. But yeah, it's interesting. And I felt more comfortable... <laughs> going to work in the bank and earning a good because, wage because you know why because that was easy yeah. you didn't have to think about it and it that's what your parents money. expect of you yeah you They're kind like, of fell into yeah you kind of fell trap. into that that whole system hive mind mentality worker bee rat race nine yeah. to five do as you're told and in fact, when yeah. we left, I mean, the airline, we just have to come back to the airline. I know mm. we're talking about being actresses right now, which is very, I feel like it's it's not self-indulgent at all. It's a real experience that we both had, yeah. but it is, it's why we are and why we do why what we, we can today. Absolutely. And why we're maybe able to present in the way that we do when we help animals, help courses, you know, help people do these courses, yeah. speak on podcasts, because we've had that training that yeah. got us ready for now the confidence yeah in in who you are literally. as as a person literally the confidence to i mean if when you're an actor on the stage you know you've got this huge audience in front of you you've got to be able to switch on and maintain this character throughout play a role and know that these people are watching you yeah um and i think that takes a lot of courage mm. an awful lot of courage not everybody can do that yeah. And and I swear that, you know, my acting training, the same as you, is the reason why I have been successful with creating businesses because I'm a people person and I can understand people mm. emotionally um, and I can get on their level. Mm. And you present in a way that they're like, huh, they're intrigued. You're like using pitch and rhythm and dynamic. And then when you go, <laughs> I can help you. And they're like, oh, sign me up. Because people, yeah. people buy from the person, don't they? They don't mm-hmm. buy from the thing they're getting. It's, they're investing in you. They're investing yeah. their time in you as a person. So yeah, as you yeah, build do. these characters in yourself, it adds character to you. As long as it's the real you coming out, it's quite interesting to, yeah, it's a, it it's a nice, colourful way of, of doing stuff but I remember working on um, movie sets as production side my agent was like look there's no work just do just do behind the scenes I was like whatever I'll take it you know <laughs> like working behind the scenes and stuff and one of the insights I gained from working on movies was the pandering that you would do to the a-lister like the yeah. the crew all the way from the runner all the way up to the props guy the gaffers all the way up to the directors, a second AD, whatever, as soon as that limo or the driver turned up and the trailer was ready and the A-lister would turn up, there'd be mass panic on set. <gasps> Everyone, they're here. And they'd be like running around like ants and like run around quick, 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 quick. Like, And I just stood there in a moment in time on the set and I was like, really? We're really doing this mm-hmm. for one person. We're really going to all have a hissy fit because 
so-and-so, I'm not even going to yeah. name drop because they don't even deserve it, to be honest, is going to get out of that mm. car in a minute and come and walk onto set. And they and don't it, care. They don't no, care who's around them. They don't. They actually like it when you're more real. <laughs> when you, I mean, I used yeah. to stand there and be like, you know, just having a general chit-chat yeah. with the odd person, James McAvoy and... Michael Caine. I'm not name dropping. <laughs> not much, Serena. <laughs> no, I'm not going to name drop. But, but it's great. The it, they like had. you to be real. But what it showed me was, yeah, we we're conditioned, right, even to the top level, to treat these people like gods. Why? That's what I wanted to know. Why? So when I mm. went down the rabbit hole of the reptilians and the draconians and the possession and what they do to control these elites, the A-listers, the narrative. It was like because they think they're gods. These this race of because aliens. Because that's how people have boosted them up to be. No, isn't it? they have trained us. They have conditioned us to treat them like gods. So we're right. supposed to bow down because they're in four D and they're powerful and they can do telepathy and shapeshift and these these <clears> incredible <throat> entities and they've got control over all of us and we have to bow down to them and treat them like gods. Which is why on the red carpet we're like, oh, oh look at Angelina Jolie, look you and me, both obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, by God, the yeah. way, he is a woman. I hate to break it to you. No, he's a woman. No, yeah, Baphomet stuff. He's a woman. She, he's a she. No. Look, he's got no Adam's apple. Look at his girly hands. I mean, yeah. He, <laughs> he does come... <laughs> Even his he voice... He does come across his as early quite movies, effeminate. right? His early movies. He's got that voice. It's like... It's a woman yeah, yeah. that's on testosterone. No. It's a woman. She's so beautiful. And she's such a good actress. She has to be a woman. <laughs> which is why every woman's like, oh my God, Leo. Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. No, no. That's a girl. And that's why he always dates Victoria's Secret supermodels, who we all know are men. So they have dicks. <laughs> this is just so like so <laughs> difficult to comprehend. <laughs> I have I have evidence, right? Check out my Instagram page. I will send you, and I'll okay, post it. Okay, so the Victoria's it. Secret models are, are, are all men, yeah, and Leo trans, is a woman, and Leo's a woman. So then they do backwards. So if they do have kids and they procreate, or in another one recently, I found out from the Instagram account. Um, I think it's dominate the matrix or decode the matrix she's got an incredible account she posted about angelina jolie as a man brad pitt's a woman oh my god yeah but it makes sense i mean like it does but it's hard to comprehend everything's inverted upside down back to front in their baphomet satanic worship pedowood agenda world but aren't you glad we didn't actually get there aren't you glad we didn't have our big break in that elite world because we've had a taster of it haven't we both of us in different ways i mean i ditch your toe in it and for me i would have quite liked to have just treaded the boards um in this country Mm. in the uk being an actor is the first thing that i remember wanting to do in life um i remember at 14 15 years old watching some classic films, not, well, spending months and months watching all the great classics, all the great performers of the past, and being so incredibly inspired by them and saying to myself, one day I want to come close to doing something that good. So I think that that thirst or that drive to just achieve what I believe is something as good as, you know, those heroes that I have is what continues to make me want to, uh, want to do this. Anyway, let's. Um, I'd like to bring it back to one of the jobs that we both did um, back in the day was only only because I'll say it in this way because I 
started writing a book in lockdown about all the jobs I've done because we oh, both yeah, agreed didn't did, we yeah. we've done so many jo- jobs like one of my um the people that gave me an interview once said to me you are a professional job hopper and I was like <laughs> I took that as such a compliment I was yeah. like thank you he we, went we are, that's not we? a good thing and he was like my oh. manager but, but we are we are and but he hired me anyway because the sass because of the ex- and the confidence yeah. and the emotional intelligence, the experiences. They know that that's value, valuable, you know? And then they can train you to whatever. But that was that was at the bank. The bank manager was like, <laughs> really just looking at me all stern. I was like, wow, I've had colour in my life, love. Exactly. You know? Yeah, what colour have you had in yours? Yeah, he's just grey, like, honestly. Oh. But yeah, I wrote, I've written um, the A to Z of jobs. It's not, it's a working title. Just to explain, like... Maybe what the jobs were like. I mean, again, this is 3D jobs. This is stuff we've done. But if you're younger and you're listening to this, like my little cousin, she's, mm. you know, done sixth form and she's like, I really don't know what I want to do. And I'm like, yeah. if we can... I, what I thought was, if I could give them a little taster of the good, the bad and the ugly, yep. and then make a decision, and then give them little ideas, like inspiration, they could go, yeah. oh, maybe that is something I'd like mm-hmm. to try. Because you don't know until you try these things. Absolutely. But also, I think kids today are very quick to start a job, give it about a week, and then they quit. They're like, this is not for me. I'm like, you haven't even given it a chance, no. love. Like, I'm in my 30s, late 30s, <laughs> and I give you give it at least a year before you judge and say, yeah, this isn't for me. Because, yeah, I mean, this quick society, instant fix, internet... You know, kids like want everything now, now, now. Well, they all want Instant to be gratification. Instagram influencers, the don't metaverse. Inf- yeah, I'm an influencer now. Really? It's are not you though? Reality. It's not. And you can, you know, to be fair to lots of people, you can make a living from that. But if you've not got your core foundation, when the whole emergency broadcast system goes down, and say the internet does go, and all the social media disappears, mm-hmm. what have you got? Let's take yeah. that away from you. Take your phone away from you right now. Take this podcast away. Take the Mac. Take everything. Yeah. What have you got? Strip who, you bare. Who are you as a person? Exactly. What have you got to offer? Yeah. What skills what do, do you bring? What do you bring, bring? to the table? <laughs> Literally <laughs> what I was going to say. What do you bring to the table? Exactly. Like, yeah. that's what you want to be working on. And in the in the, the new earth, in new community, in the new world that we're all coming together to create, it's about skills. So are you a healer? Are you a builder? Are you good with your hands? Do yeah. you help people? Do you want to help animals? Like, we're all going to need that. There's, gonna, there's something that you bring that has got to be figured out and that's going to come through. And although we're going to talk about these 3D jobs vaguely, yeah. I don't think they may even be relevant in the future. They might not. It's going to be a new role. It'll be a new 5D type. Unless you're stuck in 3D. In, in which case, mm. you might just be stuck in that loop for your own soul's journey. But that's up to you, I guess, to decide. You've That's your soul contract. But yeah, I just, I just think people need to get out there and explore. Explore the world. Explore the opportunities that mm-hmm. are open and available to you. Um, you know, what is it that you dream of? What is it that... What what is it that's going to make your heart smile every time you wake up in the morning? What you makes know? you love Mondays? What makes you... I don't know about you. I love Mondays. I always remember like friends yeah. of mine or exes or past friends, family. Oh, I hate Monday. They get to Sunday because the weekend's all they've got, right? And they get to Sunday and they're like, oh, I get all anxious. Oh, got to get God. up for work. Yeah. They hate Monday. Are you kidding me? I freaking love Mondays. Yeah, I do. I too. love Mondays. Yeah. 
I yeah. love it because I get to go to my business. I get to heal people. I get to meet new people. Yeah. We do Reiki. We do whatever we want. We do coaching. Yeah. I love my life. Yeah. Like that's and I I'm just constantly giving and that is fulfilling. So you've got to do something that's fulfilling. Yeah. And because we've created enough momentum, it's like yeah okay that bill comes in pay it just fine just flow with it mm-hmm. it doesn't matter you know I'm standing in my sovereign self still but I'm just keeping the peace doing my thing getting on with life that's like what really truly fulfills you then what's going to make you love Mondays is if it's if it's not but if you're that office job then you've got to get out of it I mean what used to what used to get me and I mean whenever I have a conversation like with my mum who works in care is that um you know, people just can't wait till Friday, yeah. and then it's the weekend, yeah. and they look forward to the weekend For what? every so week. So they can get drunk, yeah, and, and then, watch television, and then and they have look, a takeaway. Yeah, exactly. And then they British look thing. forward to their holidays. Yes. Oh, I've got six weeks off now. They count Ooh. down. They count like, down their days. How is that living that's every not, day? Yeah, that's not healthy. Yeah. Oh, t- five more weeks. Four more weeks. Oh, I get oh, from clients all the time. I'm like, to what? What's going to happen then? Yeah. Like, where is so your mind is, at? So what, what, what's wrong with today? What's yeah. wrong with tomorrow? They're not in the moment. And that is one of the reasons why I just had to get out of, of yeah. being, especially when I was in my um, educational years, when I was working in education. And yeah, you were a teacher for a while, were you not? Like, yeah, you wanted to be a teacher? I, I did, <gasps> yeah. An English teacher. That is so, insane. But I initially wanted to be a drama teacher. When I, um, when I realised that uh, the acting world was... <laughs> tough. Was tough. To the least, all the auditions. <laughs> I... Um, Decided to go to university at 24, and I did a degree in drama and comparative literature. Wow. And I absolutely loved it. I loved it. And I loved my comparative literature because it was lit. I, I literally worked with all sorts of uh, literary subjects and genres, um, right through from modernism to feminism to Kafka to. Um, you know, fairy tales and myth, uh, mythology. I just literally used to read all these texts and, um, and, um, what do you call it? Symbolically, um, sort of undress them, I suppose. I used to kind of dig through and find all the symbolism and the hidden meanings and write essays about how, uh, what's hidden between behind these texts and it used wow. to fascinate me and I loved it and then I also loved my drama as well yeah. so I realised okay I'm going to go into teaching mm. and went to do a PGCE mm. which wasn't the path I wanted to go down I wanted to do the um, the drama um, on the job training I can't remember yeah. what it's called and uh, it, that didn't happen in the end so PGCE I chose to teach from 7 to 14 year olds um, just bridging that gap between primary and secondary. Mm. Um, so I did all my uh, secondary school training in English teaching with drama. And um, yes, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't all about the drama, which is what I really wanted. Mm. And then I went into a private school for my um, primary school training. And things went a little bit tits up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for no- a reason, right? For a reason, for a really good reason. Because life's got your back and you know now, looking back at this stuff, do you know what, if you were a teacher right now, would you be truly fulfilled or would you be that 
person saying counting down till the half term. Yeah, I would have been that person. And because what a blessing then oh, that you yeah. didn't. And sometimes life just goes. I, I, know, I mean, I know we don't realise it, but we do have a choice over what experience we have, and we have our soul contract. But sometimes the divine goes. Hang on a minute. You're a bit off track. I'm just wow, that day. Push you back on track. I'm not doing it. Um, but what fast track life lesson did you get from that experience? Looking back at it now, from that doing that training, putting your heart and soul into it, getting into all the debt, going to university, oh, wanting to be a teacher. God. What life experience? What did that actually teach you? Now, when you look back at it, it was a lot. I mean, I loved my university days. Wow, that opened my eyes up to to so many things. I loved it. Um, the, the teacher training was really hard work. Um, I had to relearn maths. I had to relearn everything again because I was teaching primary. Yeah. Um, so respect to the teachers then, isn't it? Because yeah, absolutely. Because we, I mean, I, I'm really bad. I'm like, oh, they only work, you know, nine till three. And they don't. They work way beyond that. They do. It's, it's tough. Tough, And it's tougher these days because of the paperwork, because yes. of the politics in the schools, yeah. the paperwork. The whole school system. The stress. Is, yeah. Oh, God, you know, like, you know, I am, I salute every teacher <laughs> that is still teaching out yeah. there because... I'm glad I'm not doing it. You got a lucky escape, I think. Yeah. You got a lucky escape. 100%. Really and that's when that. I was like, path is going to change. And then I went into massage training and yeah. from there, really. But you did also another job. So if I'm just looking at the alphabet randomly and picking one. Yeah. So E, estate agent. Estate agent. You were an estate agent <laughs> at one point. I'm like, yeah. that's a pretty 3D job, isn't it? That's quite... Oh, God. What I, the hell? Mind you, I still managed to get on TV with that. Did you? I was on Homes Under the Hammer. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's always like... Always goes back to I the acting. I will be seen. <laughs> <laughs> and people recognise me from that. No. Yeah, they do. Yeah, what they're like, oh, I've seen you on TV, on Homes Under the Hammer. I was like, what? Yeah, that's me, yeah. Um, but yeah, estate agency. And I still have a passion for property now. Really? Um, I still get my friend who's a property developer asking me to value her properties. Wow. Um, and um, yeah, I used to, um, I worked for quite a few estate agents actually over mm. the years um, in sales mm. and in lettings as well. I did a bit of lettings and valuing. So what's more exciting, valuing. sales, lettings or valuing? Oh, definitely sales and yeah. valuing. I, I really enjoyed the valuing because it was presentation. You had yeah. to go in there, you did presentation, you, you had to really kind of sell the business. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. And especially... You're like, come and... So you're basically putting on a hat, playing a role. You're like, this is my show. Yeah, da, da, da. it is. It is and today like that. I'm going to be presenting you a house. Yeah, it is like that. So we're just playing roles basically then, aren't we? Yeah, and I have to say, my acting training really helped me with yeah. that. Um, especially when you'd get on a property that was sort of like, you know... Half a million upwards, yeah. you'd be like high end, boom, <laughs> boom I've with got the commission. This. I can present this. There's a whole show in America about this, isn't it? I've seen the you know, like reality yeah, shows. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, really oh, fancy God, what's home in LA. I don't know, I don't watch tell anymore, but yeah, it's that kind of vibe, and you can see why mm. it's appealing and it's interesting. Yeah, but it is again, it's very 3D, it's very money orientated, status class, and when we mm -hmm. think about it, it's not you is it which is probably why you're not doing it anymore it's not what no, you're about it's now office work yeah office -based. not that life 
Yeah, and I mean, like I used to when I worked for one of the estate agents. I was I did my training, my equine training at the time, mm. and um, luckily I had an office right at the top of the building with the pigeons. <laughs> and um, with the animals, they, happy. Yeah, the pigeons were my company, yeah. and literally nobody came up to see me very often. So I would do my work, wow. and I would push the work aside and get out all of my equine drawings, wow. my anatomical drawings, and I would do all of my coursework. Yeah. And I, I, and I was paid. I love that. To do my work for the estate yeah. agency. <laughs> but love then it. I... Love it. You know, did the coursework as well. That's clever. I was like, thanks for that. It's clever. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to then A of the alphabet of our mm-hmm. A set of jobs. Air hostesses. But that's not actually politically correct. Should be C, cabin crew. I know, but that's boring. I know. But we actually worked on an airline together. I'd, I'd think I'd just got... Um, I'd just come out from being a zookeeper. Yeah, I remember that. And then I'd gone to Gatwick and I wanted to get a job with one of the airlines there. I got I got declined for the big one that goes to Dubai. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I got yeah. accepted for the one where the where used to wear the big orange uniform. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I didn't like it. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, no, I don't think I like it. So I declined it. And then you said, there's a there's an airline that was starting in, in our area, wasn't yes, there? Yes, local yeah. one, and it was like just flying to Europe destinations. Just it was an Irish aviation, routes. the little F one hundreds, like the little Fokkers. Little Fokker one hundred. They are so cute, and we both went for the job and got it. And I think that's the first and only time we've ever worked together, isn't it? Yeah. But we, I don't think we ever had a flight together, but. What an experience! Like I what know. a phenomenal time! Like when I think back at it, they're the highlights for me. Just because I'm actually obsessed with aeroplanes and I'm obsessed with flying, I love the feeling of takeoff and landing. Yeah, sitting in the cockpit behind um, captain and first officer in all weathers, watching the runway. It fascinates me beyond belief. Yeah, I never really knew why. I probably it's probably some past life thing. But recently, um, they were doing some podcasts on the secret space program. And JCK brought that up and said, I've always been obsessed with flying pilots, Mm -hmm. you know, being in airplanes and being in aircraft and shit. And I was like, and then the, the guy, Mark Atwood, he does a lot of stuff. And he said the same. And they were all part of the secret space program. And I was like, I wonder if that's connected. Because yeah. why have I always been so upset? And even like the Red Arrows, like the aeroplanes, when they'd watch the display, I'd cry as a kid. And my mum was like, are you okay? I was like, I love it. I loved the aeroplanes so yeah. much. It's just something in you, isn't it? Yeah. It's inbuilt. So it when is. I got to work on an aeroplane, oh my God, that was so fun. It was just the best. For me, it was just the best time ever. It was so much fun. Yeah, Get to staying away with the crew, yeah. having, you know, just... Being in that environment, nice uniforms, yeah. feeling really good. And it was good money for the time as well. It was, because although you get your basic, don't you, when you're yeah. cabin crew, you get set to pay on top. Yeah. So each time you fly there and back, you get more money. You get, I think you get a bit of danger money, to be fair, as well. Yeah, plus you get commission from anything you sell. On the smaller airlines you do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was really good, really good experience. But yeah, then there's the downside. Like I remember being stuck once and cleaning up lots of sick and people mm-hmm. that go, you have to clean the toilets. It's not a glamorous it's, job. it's very monotonous, very monotonous, as in you... 
as in you basically have to do the same thing over and over so each every single flight you have to do your pre-flight checks you have to check every single you know seat pocket yep. check the checks are there for a reason but if you're doing this day in day out over and over and over mm-hmm. and you've got to check 200 seats in the end yeah. i started thinking i'm like a robot right and then you have to put a smile on your face glorified and you've got, cleaner yeah i'm a glorified <laughs> cleaner and i have to run around for everyone and just be really pleasant and you get so much stick as well you get a lot of if there's delays and things they kind of take it out on the crew i mean god knows what they've been going through blessing with the mask thing and oh Oh my gosh i couldn't even imagine doing it now like how lucky we are we're not in that environment i mean i did it from gatwick as well and um yeah i flew for a charter airline um after um Oh, the other one, went one. Bust. Oh, one. <laughs> it went bust <laughs> after it went it bust it went bust didn't it and um, <laughs> I used to fly the troops out to Liberia wow. uh, for Afghanistan at the time and this was um, actually at the time when there was the um, the terrorism that was happening um, I used to get really frightened passengers who would notice certain people boarding the plane mm. with briefcases mm. and they were frightened of this individual person mm. because of carrying a, a briefcase because of how they looked yeah. um i mean they, they still that there now though to be fair like you get on a tube and people are like yeah. shaking there's still that they're still trying to do the divide and conquer thing now it's all the narrative yeah. is so clear and mm. yeah we were on the airlines just after 9-11 weren't we yeah. so it was a time of it was very prominent so in our training it was People very ingrained in us yeah. to make sure that we double check and we check and we double mm-hmm. check this and it was like okay I mean, but, what else could you tell them I mean yeah. like, they'd come up to you and go well you know don't we're, judge we're, we're, we're scared to get on because of him yeah and you'd be like okay, okay. well all we can do is keep an eye on him yeah <laughs> <laughs> there really isn't if anything we're else done, we can we're do. Done, sorry, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was trying to keep passengers, and obviously, when you'd hit bad weather, people mm. would be quite scared. I loved um, turbulence. Yeah, I used to love that because I'm I a thrill seeker. I yeah. love that. <gasps> but only in aeroplanes. Get me on a boat. I'm like, oh no, get me off. <laughs> but aeroplanes, I'm like, woohoo! I'm yeah. there for the ride. But they do look to you, you know, when they're a little bit frightened. Yeah. They so to have that to calm, you. presentable mm-hmm. acting side that we have we yeah. keep yeah You're putting on a show again no it's you? good fun but it's definitely you have to look at both sides it's not something you could do work experience in it's something you have to go through the rigorous training and you either yeah. love it or you don't it's like yeah. a marmite thing you either love flying and you get the flying bug or you don't yeah and it's not for everyone but mm-hmm. oh my god the benefits far outweigh the the bad so if it's a career you're considering I mean, if I think in the future, in the five D world, still be a thing. But I think it's it's a, I don't it's think a it'll brilliant, go away. brilliant job if yeah. you are late teens, early twenties, young, single, yeah, single life. Start your life. Do it because you meet people, mm. you learn the most amazing life skills, life saving skills. Yes. Um, oh my god, aviation first aid. You can still use that on the ground. Like I've never forgotten that. <laughs> no, exactly. Firefighting, yeah. ditching in the sea, yeah. uh, life saving. Yeah. You know, the, the you don't get those skills just anywhere unless you go. You, you yeah. become sort of like um, a firefighter or, or something like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it, for that, yeah. if you're Edinburgh. yeah, if you're early twenties and yeah. you're single, go ahead and do it because it. it's it's Good fun. it's a crack. Yeah. And it's, as I say, the experience and the, the life-saving skills 
um, you can't be beaten really and if you're a geek like me about aeroplanes it's just fun being on an yeah. aeroplane all the time and just standing next to the runway listening to the engines <laughs> <laughs> okay we're geeking I'm out now geek. a bit <laughs> geeking out now a bit but yeah we are because the airline we work for went bust at this like famous airstrip and with well, an airport that's not an airport anymore I don't think and we're in a museum we wow. have made history we're in a museum and I've found a photograph of I only took one because is it just, just is there a photo of us no I took a selfie of me on a digital camera before a flight once with the scarf and yeah. just the top part but because we this was before iPhones were invented yeah it was yeah. we're so old like this is so many years yeah. ago I we think it was just basically just Nokia then. wasn't it at yeah. the time like it yeah. was, <laughs> we've got no photos of us but we're, we're in the museum and wow. those airplanes when they were grounded yeah it's amazing we'll have to go yeah. see and I'll upload a link if anyone's interested but you have to message me first I'm not just going to put, randomly put it there but yeah it's really interesting um, so if we go back to the alphabet then so A, B B working in a bank that was pretty um, very corporate very corrupt world and the a really interesting part about me wanting to go and work in the bank I was at a time in my life when I was down a rabbit hole of free man of the land I was I down remember. a rabbit hole of mortgages mm-hmm. and how um what they were in the banking system I was learning about the federal reserve I was learning about being sovereign in yourself I was learning about freeing yourself from money the fiat currency what it was and I was so interested in it to the point where I was like if you can't beat them join them also at the time mm-hmm. I think someone said to me I was wanting to purchase a house or something and someone said why don't you go and work in a bank for a while it'll work in your favor and then they might lend you money to get a mortgage yeah. so I was like huh okay let's play the game let's play this 3d game let's see what happens I did it I can't believe I did it for three years but I did it stuck it out yeah. got it got what I wanted you did thank you very much and now I'm out of it and out of the system thank you very much it served a purpose but I was at a time then like stuck and I knew I wanted to get out I knew it was time as as we awakened more and more and it was getting closer to the time just before Covid I think and you came and massaged one of our mares one of our horses Friday yeah, I did yeah you were like standing she's doing her. her doing her thing massaging her and I said to Laura I was like, oh, I was just moaning about the 3D world. And you were like, just, what are you doing? And I was like, how much money do you earn? You are like, this. I was like, how? I I was like, how do you do this? I couldn't work out how. And you inspired me that day. And I think Bridie did as well. She was like, go on, girl. She gave me me the look. I really do remember that day. (laughs) Talking to you. It was my turning point when I was like, goodbye 3D world. Goodbye 3D jobs. I've done enough. I've experienced enough of this. I am now I was free. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're you're so talented. You've got so much more to give. Why are you stuck yeah. in a bank? Yeah. You I know. was I did have fun counting the money to be fair. It was really fun having all that cash, but But it done knowing its time. what I knew, knowing what I knew about the system and the corruption, it was just like not serving anything anymore. It was just No. It, keep, it keeps you in a place of, you know, absolute concrete, no growth. It just keeps you in that level yeah. of comfort and yeah you know there was you you'd done you'd done enough there mm. it was time for you to spread your wings yeah time for you to look for pastors new and i'm really glad i that i inspired you on that you day. did you triggered me you yeah. triggered my 3d 5d awakening into the right role and then down the rabbit hole of 
learning the new skills, using my old skills I've always had, yeah. and then learning the new skills. Because it is, it is scary. It is scary when you think, okay, I don't want this to be my life forever. What, where do I go next? What do I do? Um, you know, it really helps to know what you're passionate about first, to yes. know what you love. What do you love to do? What's going to make you feel a sense of joy in the morning when you wake up? What's going to make you say, I love Mondays? Yeah, what's going to make you say that? <gasps> oh, And you want to jump out of bed in the morning and not go, yeah. oh, I've got to go to yeah. work. But you get out of bed and go, I'm so excited for my day. Yeah. And even if you have to get up at 4am, do your meditation first, mm-hmm. do your amazing rituals and then go to your dream job, career, whatever you've manifested. Yeah. If it excites you, that's you're on track, you're and on I mean, your path. Some people enjoy routine, and I do enjoy a little bit of routine in my life. Um, but a lot of the time, I enjoy my days to be different, one day to be different to the next. But those people that do like that routine, you create your own routine when you're self-employed, yeah. when you work freelance. Yeah. So, you know, if you work in a bank and you're nine to five, if you like nine to five, but you just don't want to work in a bank but you want to work for yourself, then just set those hours as nine to five for yourself. Yeah. But, you know, do something that you're passionate about. Yeah. Give back. Yeah. You know, give back what to you society. Got to give? give back to the planet. Ask the question, what is it that I can give? What have I got to give? Because yeah. in that give contribution mindset your passions will start to come in everything that you're supposed to be doing will start to come in and it will click into place if you're open enough to listen and mm-hmm. to see the signs and to go with what you feel and just trust signs a element of trust here huge re- amount of trust you really have to just let go and just surrender yeah and go this is what i want you state to the universe exactly specifically what you want and then yeah. you let go but you know the- let it go and then trust but you know the the best way I found was for those people that are too scared to just jump off that cliff and, and go and, for it, yeah. then you know, find something that you can build and grow outside of your nine to five. Yeah, yeah, whilst you're still doing your nine to five. Your side go, hustle. Side hustle. Make it a side hustle. That's what I did. That's what yeah, that's what I did. And then go part time. Build it. it yeah. Build up that other side. Yeah. And then it will take over. Yeah. Because you'll get excited about that. What you focus on will create momentum yeah. and you'll get more excited about that. Yeah. So your side hustle, I mean, most people, I shared this with a, an old friend of mine who was stuck in a job for 13 years, not very happy. And I said, look, what do you want? And they've got to what they wanted. And I said, okay, so when you leave in the morning, your usual routine, and when you get home at night, instead of putting that television on and sitting there, or yeah. most people got home, have a glass of wine, don't they, to try and get over the day because mm-hmm. it's so stressful. Or if you're a teacher, you're sitting there marking. Or if you're an, you know, a nurse, or NHS worker you've done a 12 hour shift you're just going to get home eat and go to bed right so those people they will have time in between because there are 24 hours in a day yeah right that time utilise it really use it really start stating your intention really start manifesting and say what do I want what can I do now and focus on that and then when your side hustle becomes your passion in those hours Mm -hmm. that's when the magic happens and the abundance will flow with it and we're living proof that we can do it yeah Yeah, it's a challenge yeah we have our ups and downs because that that then shows you'll grow so much as a person exactly and it also shows us where our energy's at yeah so if my I don't know about you there's a time delay we know the law of attraction right Mm -hmm. there's a time delay so if I'm feeling 
like I've had a bad week or I've been triggered by something or someone two weeks later my business is probably not going to be very good because my energy is going to be lower it's then going to not attract the right client or enough business whereas if I'm on it and I'm excited and I'm building I'm creating and I'm like putting a lot of hours and time and energy and also taking a day off sometimes I just go I'm blocking out my diary today and I'm going to go and be me and get a massage and your energy is regenerated Mm -hmm. You watch what happens to your business. You watch what happens. The phone calls will come in. The bookings will come in. Where your focus goes, your energy, energy flows. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and that Literally. is... Literally. That is so, so answer. true. And don't worry about where the money's going to come from. If it's, if it's a side hustle to start with, yeah. um, you don't need to worry about the money. You just enjoy it. Yeah. And create a name for yourself. Yeah. And the money will eventually come. Build your brand. And then it will snowball. Build your passion. Build build it, uh, create an, a good name for yourself. Um, get recommendations. And um, and it, a lot of it also is to do with confidence as well. Mm. Um, we what are, you're doing. We, we all lacking in confidence yeah. and self-confidence. Even I do yeah. sometimes where I'm thinking, oh my God, I don't know if Am I'm I, knowledgeable yeah. enough. Am I good enough for this? Am I, yeah, can I really do this? But there's an interesting thing that was said recently. If you've read a book on this subject that you either present, show, do, yeah. or is it two or three books on that subject or more, you are classed as an expert. Really? Yep. Because Blimey. the average person <laughs> has not read two or three books on that one subject. Okay, that's so interesting. So for me, I'm like, I've read four sound healing books, done the training, and done the, I'm like, well, I'm an expert. <laughs> no, of course I'm not, but it gives me more confidence that when I share the information I do that healing, I've got science to back it up because I know yeah, what it's physically from different doing sources. on a cellular level, mm-hmm. but I also know what it's doing on a physical level. Because yeah. I've had all of that information. And yourself, you've probably got... How many books have you read on equine Pilates? And that is a specialist subject. Like, that is not yeah. a common thing. No, no. Well, it's just nothing on... I've heard of before until you did yeah. it. Yeah, like... I mean, learning about doing Pilates, you know, Pilates training in general. Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> the amount of books that I look at and browse through and pick out information from, um, from different body parts learning about the feet learning about um posture yeah that's made me sit up straight now <laughs> <laughs> just you know anything um I've, I've read quite widely into the body um and especially horses as well and then oh yeah God. we still doubt ourselves in yeah. the times of, when business is and quiet we compare ourselves comparisonitis oh god but they're charging so much less than i'm gonna charge and i don't know if i'm worth charging what i'm charging and yeah you kind of go through all those thoughts that's an in- okay so that's interesting so i'm going to wrap that up with yeah bec- this is interesting so confidence this is what we do when we're not confident about something or when even when you're like jealous of someone else so say another business is doing well or mm. someone is doing better promotion than you what you're doing is you're comparing yourself to that person And what you need to do is bring it back, look in the mirror, really take a long, hard look in the mirror, like not physically, but physically do it. Yeah. And write down all the things that you actually bring to the table. Yeah. Well, actually, I am incredible. I have got this acting training background. Mm. I have done this and lived this life. I have been in this experience. I have ridden and done this. So then you start to see all of your experiences and everything you've ever done. 
And you go, well, this is me. Yeah, of course I can do this. Of course I'm worth that value. Of course I can charge that for my courses. Mm -hmm. Of course my time is worth that because of the value that you bring. So we have to remind ourselves. So the confidence will come from reminding yourself of all of your core skills, your values, and who you are as a person and what you bring. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, in a nutshell. And then you can't compare <laughs> to anyone. You'd be like, okay, well, you want to go over there with that person, pay that? That's great. Yeah. They haven't got what I've got. That is, that's the mentality that you need to, to set your mind at. For your 5D. Yeah, absolutely. For new your, manifesting. For your for 5D. Creation of yeah. going forward. And I mean, you know, as a bit of advice, if you, if you feel that you do lack in confidence, then perhaps seek a coach to help you build that confidence mm. do a bit of self-development do a course you know um i am taking on life coaching clients at the see moment, serena so. she's absolutely <laughs> I can do amazing them on Zoom for my us <laughs> yeah my us listeners she's absolutely incredible and as you know probably my bestest friend she has helped me through my life ups and downs and i wouldn't be the woman that i am today without her so. Ditto, girl. <laughs> Ditto. Oh, lots of yeah, love. virtual hug. No, we're no, we're in the same room. We are. <laughs> We've got a dog between us. It's fine. And Little a Dave Bob. cat. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Dave. Bob. Bob and Dave. <laughs> That's very British. You know that, right? Oh, and my horse is called Gary. Yeah. <laughs> That's so British. I love I know, it. It's funny. But yeah, no, I'm. I'm not going to talk about the life coaching today because we've gone way over time but Mm -hmm. yeah that again how can you be how can you be a life coach through your own experiences and you can do courses online now and if you've got something to bring where you have the ability to have an open heart enough you create enough heart space for them to feel comfortable to share and then you've got the ability to reflect back to them Mm -hmm. that they know the answers are in them yeah you can help anyone can do that yeah anyone can coach yeah and it's an incredible it's not a gift it's a skill but to have that just it's a people skill heart yeah but that comes from the acting i think having sympathy and empathy with people and um yeah it's it's connecting with people if you can connect with people on a heart level heart level yeah absolutely the mind the ego you can't judge but yeah there's so much there's so much you can do but I don't know. We've covered a few <laughs> insights into what we've done in our 3D jobs. And basically, yeah, we are out the other side. And it's really interesting to reflect to it get is. to this point and go, wow, we did that. Mm-hmm. We've actually done all that. I mean, we haven't even covered half of the jobs oh, we've done. God. It'd just be... It's ridiculous. Yeah, some of them I actually can't even remember no. right now. Just <laughs> <laughs> check your old CV. Like, yeah. oh my God, did I do that? I used to have to leave off quite a lot when I went for jobs. Yes. I'd be like, oh, which one should I pick? To <laughs> my which TV? one should I lie about today? Yeah. Just put the good ones And on then there. just stretch the timeline a little bit. <laughs> I did work there for longer than three months, honestly. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> We're job professional job hoppers. We are. That's what we are. Yeah in the 3d world but in our 5d world and communities and finding our soul tribes we are incredible souls and we've got a lot to give for the humans and for the animals for the animals well i, I hope so anyway yeah i think we do but yeah so any parting words for mm. anyone um just you know find your um find yourself find find who you are 
do a little bit of soul searching, go on a little bit of a journey, um, bit of self-discovery and connect, connect to yourself spiritually. And that's not being, you know, if you're, if you're not a spiritual person, it doesn't matter. Just do a little bit of, you know, um, mindfulness, sit down five, 10 minutes of your day, close your eyes and just try and empty the crap out of your head, get out of your head and get into your body. Um, and you will start to discover who you are and what it is that you want. And I would say that if you are wanting to be in, envir in a certain environment, create connections in that environment. So find your tribe in that area. Yeah. Um, even put yourself in, an, in a place where you could volunteer or do work Meet experience people. in that area. Yeah. Learn about, because then you get into the mindset of that person, you get into the mindset of that world, you get into the mindset of that role that you'd like to do. Yeah. You become immersed in it. Even, you know, just quickly, <laughs> once upon a time, a few years back, I decided I wanted to be a dentist. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, so I spent a whole day shadowing the most incredible dentist before I embarked on my science and you know the, the the complete seven years of training i would have had to do, do yeah and 75 grand's worth of debt to call myself at the end of it a, a doctor of the mouth i'm so glad i wasn't that i'm so glad i didn't do that but to spend that time shadowing in that environment yeah, but that, was... that gave me such insight to go nah yeah, I, that's no, it. I could not do this. And when you're at school or when you're, you know, younger and you're like, oh, what do I want to do? Or if you're having a midlife and you want a career change, yeah. you go, oh, I've always wanted to do that. When I was a kid, I wanted to be that. Go and see if you can volunteer in that environment. Go and see if they will let you be there. Be around those people who do those things. That's the best thing you can do. And get yeah. the ins and outs. Get the real good and the bad and the ugly. Yeah. Get the in, Get all of it and then make a decision because mm. it'll give you a taster like dipping your toe in the water yeah it'll give you a real insight yeah that's really good advice but yeah experience is worth an awful lot yeah experience and self-knowledge it's priceless mm. <laughs> but on that we've got to go and see our amazing clients and help our animals and our people so thank yeah. you so much for talking oh to us today it's been so much fun and yeah. thank you for having me you're welcome and if brilliant. you if you guys are listening and you are interested or you have horses or you ride and you're in the southeast kent area of the uk yeah and you want to be involved in either one-to-one -one, equine pilates or even just have pilates sessions with yeah. laura my studio will be up and running soon yeah she's coming soon she's got obviously her free mini workshop series coming out i've already dropped the email but Laura Carter, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Serena. Have an amazing day. <laughs> you too. Bye.